What a week it's been. So much to talk about and so many things we can't talk about. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the villain Marty Scurll and you are listening to Behind, no sorry, what was it? Me and my friend Mark, we're gonna stop watching. I'm Mark. And I'm Harris. And we'd like to welcome you to Behind the Gorilla, a podcast where we delve into the wild, wacky, and crazy side of professional wrestling. How's it going, everyone? Welcome to Behind the Gorilla. This is a uh, our all-out review. Now, it's coming out, you know, a couple days after, but... Yeah, that's fine. That's when we can get to it, so deal with it. But uh, I think it's still pretty timely within a couple of days. And, uh, oh, man, big pay-per-view. Big, big pay-per-view, all outs. And uh, that's the talk of the town. It's going to be for a very, very, very long time, so we might as well throw our hats in the ring. Yeah, listen, we got takes. Are they hot? Yeah, it sounds like they might be. They might be. But we got to get them out there. That's our job. We do. We do. That is our job. Um, all right. So I watched. I only saw the first three matches live last night. I was coming back from out of town, um, so I got to watch the end of the Jericho MJF match, and then uh, the uh, Punk Darby, the other match, and um, the main event with Omega and. So Christian, you got to see so. the last four matches live. Well. Three and a half, I guess. And one match wasn't even a real match anyway. So really just two, if you really think about it. But really just three, I guess, because there were two halves of matches. But anyway. Uh, so, Harris, I assume you watched the whole thing live from the start. Uh, I did. I did. So I was coming back from uh, from out of town as well. And I got back like in time to start it. But I was really distracting with like unpacking and doing all the stuff I meant to do this weekend. So I, I did see the whole thing live. I was a little distracted at points. We'll get to it. Uh, yeah, certain yeah, matches yeah. coincided with the ending of the uh, Florida State Notre Dame game. A guy named Mackenzie Milton almost lost his leg a few years ago. He was trying to lead a comeback. It, it was pretty dramatic, so I did spend some time watching that and kind of keeping an eye on the wrestling. But I, I did technically watch the whole thing live. I had yeah. it up live, followed it live. Yes, sir. I went back and watched the matches I missed, or most of them, uh, earlier mm-hmm. today. So I've seen the whole show at this point. Um so, yeah, so we're going to talk about it. Now, I don't know how you want to do this. Do you want to just start from the beginning and work the way uh, chronologically, or how do you want to do yeah, it? Yeah, because the most stuff I have to say comes in the back half of the show. So, yeah, well, that let's is just true. go through in chronological. That makes a lot of sense. This was a very, very back-heavy show, so that, that, <laughs> that makes makes sense. Um, all right, I uh, didn't watch the buy-in, so I don't care. Um, doesn't matter. Uh, the All right, TNT title match. Not a bad way to start the show. Eddie Kingston versus Miro. That's been pretty fun. Of course, it's been hot-shotted because nothing was planned for this pay-per-view. But, uh, mm-hmm. so it has like a week-and-a-half build. But, the, yep. you know, th- this is the... This will be the theme of All Out. <laughs> nothing has changed. You know, the whole thing... Basically, everything we've been saying, nothing really changed much from that. Um, you know, it was what it was. They did not do a particularly great job in booking this show because they really just were focused on other stuff, obviously, um, <laughs> which is, I mean, good or bad, I guess. I, I think it's bad. I think you should be able to still book your wrestling show, even with other big distractions going on. I'd like to see that effort, even though you have other really cool stuff, but that's just cause I like this company and I think they should be held to a higher standard than 
you know, other companies that do stuff like that. But, um, so, but, but at the same time, so even though nothing story-wise was really all that built up or had a lot of weight behind it, the, most of the matchups were interesting enough where, you know, we were looking forward to them. And this is one of them. I thought they did a great job with this match, Harris. I thought this is exactly what was needed because Miro's been the big dominant champion. Been, you know, basically for the most part squashing people in his title matches. Mm-hmm. You bring a guy like Eddie Kingston, the fir- the perfect just brawler type to fit with Miro. You know, they're the same size. He can beat he can actually beat up Miro and it works. You give Miro some adversity, something to work through. Like I just thought this was a perfect matchup and I thought it was executed really well. And then you get Miro the win still retains the title. And I I liked it a lot. Yeah. I don't have too much more to add other than, yeah. I mean, the one criticism I think I'll have of this show consistently is just that like coming into it, they didn't really like, there weren't a lot of great stories that I was excited about. It was all just, Ooh, this will be a good match. Yeah. And, And that's kind of the theme here. Like, Work's kind of heating up a little bit right now, and it's been hard for me to watch every episode of Dynamite and Rampage, even for the stuff I was really looking forward to, like Punk Darby Allen. But so, so it's a little annoying that they couldn't have given it a little more time just to give me time to catch up on it, because yeah. like all I know is that he must have said redeem these nuts because that's a t-shirt and for some reason people are buying it listen i've bought some stupid wrestling t-shirts but <laughs> can you imagine going around in public with a shirt that says redeem these nuts no. and i no, no. like genuinely Please, can't no. but anyway again who am i to judge anybody for that um i will say i did kind of forget i forgot i, I like them i was just gonna say i did forget the finish was was pretty stupid um so that's i guess a drawback to, to the match the whole thing with with the referee basically being the ending was weird it, it was odd and you're thinking well this better become like some referee angle because otherwise this really doesn't make any sense like because the the turnbuckle pad came off and there was a great moment when eddie kingston hit that big ddt and tried to go for a pin on Miro, and the ref was putting the turnbuckle back and was late to do the count, and then Miro mm. kicked out. And I thought that was awesome. I thought that was one of the best ref spots I've ever seen because it made perfect sense, and it wasn't like a forced, oh, the ref's an idiot or whatever. Like, it made yeah. it made sense. He was trying to fix the th- Like, it, you know, I really, really liked that. But then they did a thing where Kingston was going to throw Miro into the exposed turnbuckle, and the ref stopped him, like got in front of him and stopped it. And I was like, and, and then Eddie Kingston lost. He got low blowed with the distraction and then kicked in the face and lost. And it was like, well, that was dumb. That That's not against the rules. It's part of the ring. I don't think you can get ejected for that. I've seen people do it all the time in non-disqualification matches. And AEW doesn't disqualify anyone anyway. So it's like, and the ref isn't supposed to like physically stop you from breaking the rules. It was weird. It was very weird. And it was very forced. And it was like, I'm, I'm not really sure again, unless they're going to do something with the referee thing, Mm -hmm. you know, because there is a history with Rimsburg and and Eddie Kingston. Unless it's going to be for something, it, it, it was very unnecessary. And like, you could have protected Eddie without that like you didn't need that for 
you know, for the cheating finish or whatever. And it was, I don't know. I thought it was over the top and it, so I thought that was not good, but the rest of the match and what the match did for both people, I liked. Yeah. I mean, that kind of, it sounds like what they wanted to do was like Eddie Kingston said, redeem these nuts. And I thought, well, let's have Miro get a low blow in. So that can be like a taunt on his part. Sure. Which is, he said something on Twitter about it after the fact, but yeah, I think you're right. That's a weird way of getting there, but I, yeah, I was fine with all of this. Yeah. Yeah. But the match itself was done. Yeah. Done really well. And and yeah, it made both people look good. I liked it. Um, you needed to have Miro have an actual match at some point. So that was, yeah, that was a perfect person to do it. Um, uh, right. So what was next? Moxley and Kojima. I I skipped it. I'm sorry. I, I, I didn't care. I just wanted to watch Suzuki come out at the end. I'm a big fan of like John Moxley fighting random dudes from Japan every week. I know they're not actually random, right? Like somebody who isn't a hardcore New Japan fan, like they kind of are. So like I recognize Suzuki, I know who that is, but I'm not like, oh yeah, here we go. Like I wasn't freaking out as much as other people were. Right. I mean, the match was fine. I like that he's doing this thing where he's going to fight all of Japan eventually. That's pretty fun. (laughs) I like that they keep that going. That's pretty fun. I I don't have any real strong feelings about it other than that. Yeah, I know. I love the, Su- the Suzuki part. That was awesome. I thought that was fantastic. The whole exchange, everything about it was great. And I love I loved that. <laughs> so that that's the part I liked about it. But the, I didn't. I'm sorry. I skipped the match. There was a couple matches I skipped and this was one of them. Uh, the next one was the other one. Um, I'm sorry. I don't care about Britt Baker and Chris Statlander. I just don't. There, there are exactly two women that I care about on this roster. And one of them is being treated like garbage. And the other one is Britt Baker. And, uh, I, I like Chris Statlander fine, but again, all Chris Statlander stuff was on dark. Like they're like, Oh, she's won this many matches. And it's like, okay, well not on the stuff I've watched. <laughs> they didn't really, and I like both of these women, like in theory, but they didn't really give us any reason to invest in like no. this feud, which I, again is like, the name say, of the game for yeah, this whole I, pay-per-view I a couple episodes, but that but exactly. But so that like, is I, the I mean, I say that I just admitted I just admitted I missed some episodes leading into this, so but it didn't matter. Know, maybe I didn't did, miss any but... matches. No, I didn't okay. miss any of it, and yeah. no, there was very little. There was like a couple, a couple interference stuff, you know, but not much. And we've not really seen Statlander wrestle hardly at all on Dynamite. It's been like a couple times. So I mean, is it is it just me? Look, we're both biased, obviously. It feels like. The only and look, Britt Baker's very talented. Like I like her. No problem with her being champion, heel champion, whatever. It feels like the only feud she's had like real personal beef in, the only really intense feud she's had has been with Thunder Rosa. Yep. I well, mean I know the Sheeta one, I guess like was was a little was pretty good too, but for the most part, okay, yeah. Okay, I I guess. Yeah, so you know, it's fine. And look, I like Statlander, it was a good match. There was some good like intensity from Orange Cassidy at ringside, which was yeah. fun. Like that kind of that got me more into the match than any of the build, which is a little sad. But yeah, it was it was fine. Look, this is one of those things that like in in five or ten years, this will just be a great pay per view to sit down and watch bell to bell. Yeah, but I just I wasn't that invested in this match. So yeah, I, yeah, it wasn't quite a skip from me. But yeah, I don't have a ton of other stuff to say about it. They're good. Um, excited for the next feud. Let's put yeah. it that way. Yeah, keep yeah. going. I'm just, yeah, I'm just waiting. I'm telling you, if if Full Gear isn't uh, at least month and a half long build with Thunder Rose and Britt Baker for the title, mm. I'm going to be incredibly mad. 
and I'm going to be incredibly disappointed because that's just such a missed opportunity. It's the only feud you have, really. It's the only real draw you have as far as a marquee women's match right now. And I, you have some other, you know, you have some other stuff, and obviously Ruby Soho and stuff will be fine. But that's at least to me, that's the only thing that's of any real weight right now in your women's division. And the fact that they keep waiting, like I'll talk about it a little bit later, but. Thunder Rose has been treated worse since she signed with AEW than before, and it's very frustrating. But um, anyway, that's we'll talk about that later. But anyway, we'll see. Um, yeah. So I didn't care. I'm sorry. Uh, okay. What's next? Cage match. This was awesome. Cage match. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. This is really All really right. good. Right off the bat, this was the best Young Bucks Max. I can't talk. This was the best Young Bucks match since AEW has started by a mile, like by a long shot. Like it's not even close. It's not even close, Harris. This match was fantastic, and it was the best use of the Young now, Bucks I've seen in years. Years. There was like three things I didn't like in the whole match. You know how rare that is. You know how small that is for a Young Bucks match. <laughs> well, I was gonna say for you. No. Yeah. No, I like just about yeah, everything. Yeah, no, that's Listen, I so here's the thing. I felt the same way, although I do wonder am I biased because if they had won, I don't think I would have liked it as much. Uh, like no, I wouldn't is... no, probably not as much, but I still would have liked it a lot. It still would have been really good. Well, I think here's the other big thing it is. It's that they're allowed to do whatever they want when they lock the four of them in the cage. Right. So there's not this flouting yes. of the rules that yep. you typically see. Yep. Nope, 100%. I, for me, it was that. I thought that was really fun. And then I also liked, you know, because a, a lot of this show is a little bit more grinded out kind of stuff. But this was all the, the, the flippy action. But they also but, had, like, the appropriate amount of brutality in yeah. a cage. Yep. Like the shoe with the spikes in it, mm -hmm. th that was a great touch. And it I love how bloody Pentagon got, and I oh, love how yeah. they use that as a weapon. Yep. That super kick. And, but then you also have like the the stuff that could almost be silly, like the super kick spot where it's the four of them standing like in a square. Yeah, and they uh, kick each that other was down one of the three. Up and, one of the three. Oh, I, I it was thought awful. that was fine. It was I, awful. No, I it was so stupid. It fine. It was so stupid. <laughs> it, was, it was terrible. It was but but it's, it, you know, it's, it's the staple, and you're going to have that crap. But it was, but it was minimal. Right. That's why I liked the match because it, it, it was kept well, to a minimum, and I appreciated that. Yeah. And the, I think the blood and guts offset it nicely. Like the it weapons, did. the brutality, the the high spots, all of that offset it very the well. The other, the opinion. other thing, again, the other thing I really, really liked about it, there, uh, I could be wrong because I'm not exactly sure about Ray Phoenix's finisher, but the big false finish spot that he had with Jackson was that his finishing move. Like actually his finisher, because I don't that I don't I'm not remember. sure. Uh, if it was, that was the only time a finisher was kicked out of in the whole match. Every time it was broken wow. up, which I'm fine. That's what I always say. It's a it's a free pass in tag team matches. I have no issues. You can hit as many finishers as you want and not have the matches end when someone's breaking them up. Like it's fine. Just don't have them just yeah. straight kick out of everything. And they did not. They didn't in this match, like, at all. And uh, it was all from stuff being broken up. And it was like, yes, thank you. Like, I can be invested in this. It's not too far, you know, just spitting in the face of everything. And the fact that there's no tag rules, you know, you don't right. have to worry about any of that. So that's already a positive um, as far as that goes. But um, uh, the only other thing, 
is the finish. Uh, he hit Penta harder than both the Bucks with that giant crossbody. Like, it was all on Penta. He was in the center of all three of them and took the full brunt. And he's the one who pops up and is fine as they <laughs> pin the other two. <sighs> I just, I don't like the jumping on your own person spot. I just, I, it's I just, just dumb. It's just dumb. It, but I just again, don't know how much they can do to avoid that if they're trying to pull the spot off and have enough people there to catch him safe. True. I, I don't know no, how what I, goes I, into I know, it, I know. And that's the thing with those type of spots. And I understand that, but they could have done better than that. Like he literally was the main guy who got hit by the move. And it was just like, come on, you at least got to have him be on the side, like, or something like, I don't know. My point is they're, they're smart enough. They could have figured something better out, but, Mm -hmm. um, but either way, it's a great spot. It's a great spot. And it's, you know, it's, that looks awesome. And so again, those are, that's what I was basically at. Basically, I had two slight little things that I didn't particularly love. That was it. Everything else I love, Terrace. I love okay. just about everything else in Smash. Like you said, the shoe spot was great. They used the cage a lot, which was great. Um, it, yeah, it was, there was enough. They did like the flippy floppy stuff, but they didn't just have everyone immediately pop up and immediately kick out. Like, you know, so mm-hmm. even if stuff wasn't necessarily finishing matches, like the, super canadian destroyer which was insane um yeah he didn't like oh i'm gonna pin him oh and then he kicks you know they didn't do that they were just both dead and it's like okay well yeah that makes sense yeah yeah like little things like that were really well done and uh which normally and again it's why it's what makes me hate the young bucks so much they can (laughs) do this we've seen them do this they can pull off this stuff they just choose not to 90% of the time. And that's why it's so frustrating because when they don't and when they're somehow grounded a little bit, regardless of the match type or whatever it was, it they're awesome and and they can pull off, you know, and obviously Lucha Brothers are phenomenal as well. So the combination is just perfect. And then just the Lucha Brothers winning for the first time, the emotion thereafter, him bringing his family over there made me cry. It was awesome, man. It was great. It was so, it was so awesome. I love this match. Yeah, the last thing I'll say, because I think you summed it all up really well. I love, you talk about how annoying the Young Bucks are. And the way, like, this was good, like, psychology and, like, exciting wrestling that, like, the finish just kept getting broken up. It wasn't like people were kicking Mm -hmm. out of, or, yeah, kicking out of super kicks left and right. Yep. And I know, like, this annoyed you a little bit because of the nature of 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 the crossbody off the top of the cage, but... I love that little note of where they're both holding the young bucks down for the pin. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. yeah. No, afraid, that was great. You're afraid of that breakup, and then I I don't remember which one ate the pin and which one was in the corner. But then you see the other one being like Nick physically Jackson held took against the, pin, the cage, and then Phoenix was holding okay. Matt Jackson up against the side of the yeah. cage, which was so great. you can see it. Yes, yeah, so you can see that happen, and that's when you realize, oh, they're not going to kick out, and then they lose. Like you realize it a split second before it happens, and that was a great moment, and they mm-hmm. framed it really nicely. That was very, very satisfying. Oh, and that moment where Penta takes the the super kick with the shoe instead of Ray oh, Phoenix. Oh, that was really, really good. I that was awesome. It was awesome. That was really good. I'm yeah, telling you, that was a great, great match. That was it was it was phenomenal. These guys killed it. Yeah. It was it was awesome. Um, really, really, really well done. Everything about it was just was fantastic. Loved it. Yeah, uh, Lucha Brothers are champions, which is awesome. 
well deserved cool. and uh yeah we'll see we'll see how the run goes so yeah fantastic uh casino battle royale uh i was i i was doing some other stuff and it was just kind of playing and i didn't really care and i just kind of skipped to the end um so i didn't really see most of the match uh just kind of waited to the end ruby so comes out obviously that's a big moment um and uh show you know faces off with thunder rosa as the last two and then wins again because anyone who debuts in AEW is just immediately going to win everything. And you're like, it's just this fine, it's this fine line. One, I'm just mad because Thunder Rosa has gotten nothing ever since she signed. One, she's barely been on the show, and she's not done anything, um, which is just frustrating. Just as a Thunder Rosa mark in general, that just <laughs> in and out of kayfabe uh, annoys me. Um, and then it's just this it's just this fine line with when you bring people in, especially when you're established now as AEW is and you have your own established stars, a group of them. It's just it's just that fine line of bringing in the the great talent that you want in your company, obviously, mm-hmm. without making it seem like, oh, yeah, all the good people just come from outside your company. It's this fine line. WCW had to deal with it a lot and they didn't necessarily deal with it the best when they were bringing in a bunch of people. So no. It's just, that's the only thing where it's like, I like Ruby Rose, or uh, Ruby Riot, whatever the hell her name is. Ruby Riot. Ruby Rose is the actor. Um, And, but, was she, she was never a big star to me, Harris. Like, she was just a good wrestler in WWE that never really got uh, enough opportunities. Like, but she was never this big, massive, game-changing star to me. Am I wrong in, in that assumption? I'm... I mean, we can kind of get into technicalities here and like we'll talk about it a little bit more in the in the closing of the show. But I, I think it's more about like regardless of how you and I feel about her, a whole lot of hardcore fans wanted to see her do more stuff. And this sure. was a choice much more about giving the fans what they wanted than adhering to any like kayfabe this person is great is a champion in the way oh no i didn't mean that i just meant like i I just don't know about her really much at all like other than stuff so that's why i was that's more of what i'm asking like is i didn't know how big of a i know everyone kind of liked it when she came up but i was i don't know how big of a star she really is yeah, I mean, this is kind of what I'm I'm looking forward to. And I said I'm looking forward to this next feud. I I want to see what she can really do given the spotlight because yeah. I know a lot of people were clamoring for her to be given the spotlight, and she never really got it. So I'm like, all right, game on. Like, I'm fine with putting. She seems interesting. She seems like a good character, good promo. I'm fine with her being put in the main event and feuding with Britt Baker. I think this could be really good. I think this is probably what you and I will disagree on the most. I thought the treatment of Thunder Rosa here was was fine. This is kind of exactly where you want to no, see her. And again, I, I, some think, of this I is... think they did a good job with her in this match, but the fact that she still didn't win and then lost to this right-off-the-bat person is just frustrating. It's like, oh, no, Thunder Rosa is yeah. not good enough to be our person. We're going to go with this WWE person instead. And it just is like, well, eh, I can it's see just that. a little frustrating. I think it depends on... Like I say this because I'm still hoping to see like Britt Baker feud with one or two more people and then eventually lose the title to her biggest rival so far, which is Thunder Rosa. And like, sure, sure. If that's going to happen, 
like, okay, letting her have one more really insane feud with Ruby. I, I'm, I'm about to call her Ruby Rose now. Dang it. Yeah, I know. Ruby Soho. But having Br- Thunder Rosa be right there saying, hey, hello, like I'm right there too. Yeah. I, I think that frames that up nicely. Now, whether they do that or not, I, I don't know because, again, we'll talk about this more later. But going forward, how do they balance giving fans what they want with yeah. signing a new wrestler every three months who's the hottest new thing in the company when they sign? Which I'm going to get to know, later, but, but yeah. I thought this match – I was really pretty happy with this match. I think like – they're clearly trying to flesh out their women's division. And I think having this big Royal rumble style match is a pretty good way to do it. I think they've kind of streamlined some of the, the card conventions of it to make it feel a little bit more like a Royal rumble while still being its own thing and sticking to the groups and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I think all that's fine. I think the way they used Nyla Rose was really good because like, okay, in kayfabe, she's an established contender. She's good. She's big. So she's hard to throw over the top rope. But nobody wants to see her challenge for the title again right now. So we're going to have the two most over people in the match throw her out. Like that kind of yeah. stuff. That was really fun. I, I think that was a really good use of her. I liked that they kind of – similar, honestly, to what they did with uh, Jungle Boy and Christian, mm-hmm. uh, the last pay-per-view, and having the two like over baby faces duke it out and have like a good little – three or four minutes to get some of their stuff in I yeah. thought was really fun oh I, yeah I thought that was great I really liked that. I, I was into all of this and they're trying to like I say I didn't watch much but like I know they they've been trying to build out the undercard of this women's division a little bit so they have stuff like the bunny trying to recruit Anna Jay and Anna, or not Anna Jay I'm Ty Conti and mm-hmm. then Anna Jay coming back and they both fight with the bunny because they're friends like just little stuff like that like it's not you know five star feuds but like just that that's all I want. You know, I just mm-hmm. want a thread to latch onto so that when yeah. Anna J comes in and goes right for the bunny, you're like, yeah, that makes sense. That is why they would do that. Like they're not going to fight for the title anytime soon, but they don't like each other. And that just fleshes out this division a little more. Yeah. I think the more they do that, like the better. So I enjoyed this match. I, it took a minute to get to that point, but like the points that I liked, I really liked. So yeah, it, it was solid. I'm excited to see what Ruby Soho can do. I do want to see Thunder Rosa get back in there at some point or feud with someone else. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. But, yeah, I, I'm excited with the women's division going forward. Yeah, it's definitely pointing in a good direction, so we'll see how it goes. Um, all right, then we go to the worst thing on the show, um, Chris Jericho versus MJF. Uh, I saw, like, the finish basically, like, the last, like, six, seven minutes maybe of the match live. Couldn't even bring myself to mm-hmm. rewatch it. Um I just, I so don't care. I'm so frustrated with this whole thing. I was so frustrated with the finish. Um, Oh, I liked the finish. I I thought that was fun. Yeah, it was fun with how much I was cheering for MJF. Um, I've never cheered for MJF (laughs) before. And um, hardcore. That was the most I cheered this whole show. Um, I mean, there's not much more for us to really say about this. We pretty much went into it last episode with how how just absolutely horrendous this whole thing has been booked. I'll, I'm going to say this. This is the worst part. All right, I got, I got an analogy to use. Um, okay. This was, this was the worst thing on the show. Again, I don't care about how good the match was. That's not the point. I, I don't <laughs> I don't care. I'm sure they put on a great match. Um. This not only was the worst thing on the show, this was the most damaging match. Maybe, maybe in AEW, uh, 
definitely since the Young Bucks Kenny Omega Hangman flop mm. fest match from mm. two revolutions ago that everyone said was the greatest match they've ever seen in their lives. Mm. That did a lot of damage. This one probably did more. We're going to see this a lot again, Harris, because this was like the most over thing in the whole show crowd wise, which was so infuriating to watch how into it the crowd was. Cause all I'm sitting in, I'm just like, they, they all right, they're just going to keep doing this. AEW fans are the greatest and the worst. They're the worst in things like this. They just eat up this garbage. They Anything that AEW tells them is a big deal, they'll just go for it. And they're just like, yeah, it is! Jericho's last match, no! Ah! Oh, it was so frustrating to watch. They're so into it, and I'm just like, oh, no. Okay, so this is my analogy. And again, some people might not agree with, with the analogy even, but this is for me. Spider-Man movies. I think we can all agree that Amazing Spider-Man 2, uh, Far From Home doesn't count. That doesn't even count, in my opinion, as anything. But um, Amazing Spider-Man 2 was like the worst movie ever made. It's it's just horrible. It The script's terrible. The studio meddling is terrible. Everything's forced into it. There's no story. Magic blood. Like, it's awful. But um, I would argue everything Marvel has done with Spider-Man has been far more detrimental to the character of Spider-Man than Amazing Spider-Man 2. Because everyone knows Amazing Spider-Man 2 was stupid, so it doesn't really do a whole lot of damage when everyone's like, oh no, that was dumb. <laughs> like, Batman and Robin is a terrible movie, Harris. Everyone knows it's a terrible movie. It It's not really all that damaging in the long run, because everyone knows it's terrible. Like, everyone just knows it. A movie like Batman Returns that way too many people think is a good movie, which in my opinion is the worst Batman movie ever made, is way more damaging to the character of Batman. Like, Spider-Man Homecoming damaged Spider-Man way worse than Amazing Spider-Man 2 did. And it's not nearly as bad of a movie. The MCU Spider-Man is the worst character ever. And uh, totally has ruined Spider-Man. And so many people like it. That's the problem. When people like things that are terrible... They're just going to keep happening and nothing is fixed. And that's what we're going to see. And we're going to see this type of garbage storyline many, many, many times in AEW now because of how quote unquote successful it was. And that's the most frustrating part. Again, I don't really need to go through the whole breakdown of why it's so bad because we did that last week. But it's just it's so just I lost a lot of respect for Jericho as a as a booker. And as a, as like a story guy with this story, cause I'm just like, you're one of the five greatest of all time. And you're going to, you think this is good. And it's like, Oh boy, we're, and we're going to get into the exact opposite with the next match coming up. But, um, this was just, it, this was this. And, and obviously young bucks FTR are by far head and shoulders. The two worst things AEW's ever, ever booked. And, uh, the problem was everyone just loves it. Because they just love anything AEW tells them to love. And it's just, it's very frustrating. It's just so frustrating. And at the end, all the people are coming out in this big victory of this crybaby loser who just (laughs) conned his way into another match to win and cheats half the time. And everyone's celebrating like this amazing accomplishment from Jericho back from the dead. And you're like, this is so stupid. Harris, do you agree with this at all? Or are you on the complete opposite side of this was a great match and a great moment and you loved it? 
Okay. So first of all, I, I have a few things to say. First of all, you're right. We've talked about the booking of this particular feud a lot. I won't comment on that too much because you know where we both stand on that. I'm going to gloss completely over every superhero thing you just said, because otherwise we like, this is not a superhero podcast. We could talk about that for four hours yes, with all could. the movies you just rattled off and your opinions on them. But I understand the point you are making. And I agree that like, this is not, this is just going to incentivize them to keep doing stuff like this. I agree that the feud coming in the way they booked it, overbooked it, overcooked it. Yep. Just as bad as the young bucks ftr feud which i agree is it, it, th like these are the two most bush league things they've done since the company yes. was started yes i think the match itself bell to bell was executed really well sure. i liked the finish i thought that was a real i'll be honest i wasn't really invested until the fake pin with the foot on the ropes and i really oh, thought man. like I got, oh no i got because, some things well, to so say here's here's why i thought oh no we're gonna do this stupid thing where MJF, where they're like going to split it, where MJF's going to say, no, I beat Chris Jericho. He has to retire. And Jericho says, no, you didn't. My foot was on the ropes. Like, we're going to keep going. And that's why I was like, oh, no, that's so stupid. And then they restarted it. And I, I like, like, I thought about this at the time, like during the match. And I, I've thought about it before, too. But I'm always fascinated with whether or not wrestling can work in, like, human failings in mm -hmm. other sports like the refs missing stuff is taken to the point where it's become this goofy caricature of a thing yeah. and listen don't get me wrong i love to watch scott Arm scott armstrong like waddle his way down to the ring after the ref in charge has been killed by some innocuous move like that's always very fun but I i'm a big fan of when wrestling tries to do something a little bit more serious I we talked about this ages ago i think in I guess it would have been our brawl for all episode, but the idea that like the brawl for all incorporated rounds and like judging and stuff is interesting to me. Cause even though those were shoot fights, I've always been interested in like seeing if you could do like a pro wrestling system with rounds or with yeah. judges, like would it work is suspension of disbelief, like broken. If you try to do that, I don't know. I find that interesting, but so I liked that the ref misses it because she's looking at the shoulders. I liked that the other ref immediately comes down and is like, no, 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 no. Look at the footage. His foot was on the ropes. We're going to restart it. It didn't feel too overbooked to me. The way they sold it on commentary, they were like, you know, they just made a really good case for having a second ref at ringside. And I was like, yeah, they should just do that like all the time. Well, that they can't because every storyline is like go gone. Well, right. Exactly. <laughs> like it breaks wrestling. Yeah. Right, exactly, which is why they'll never do it, and they'll never initiate video replay. Right, right. But I was fine with all of that. And then when the re, like when the re when the restart, I'm gonna, and then the refinish. That's what I was trying to say. When they restarted the match, I was into it, and the crowd being hot from that point on, I understood. And I thought the submission finish was done really well. I liked that he had been working his back, like he hit this yeah. great power bomb onto the ring apron, used the finish, like a submission finish for a change. After MJF tried to win with the Judas effect, like I, I liked all of the sequence from that point on out to finish the match. Which by the which is why I was like, man, you could have done all of that and I would have been so into it mm -hmm. if it had just been the first time they fought. Yeah. And they hadn't done this a week ago. Yep. And MJF is pulling out all the stops to win and cheating to win when we've mm -hmm. already established like. 10 days ago that he doesn't have to cheat to beat Chris Jericho. Right, right. Like it didn't, it was, 
it was a fun like five minutes at the end of a good match that could have been great. Yep. And it wasn't. And nope. everyone acted like it was. And you're right. And when they come out, they're like, Chris, you did it. Why should MJF accept this? Why? why? He's beaten him, what, like twice? Three clean? times, Three I times think. clean? Why, well, I don't know. I know. I don't know. Just one time was clean. Just the last time. I okay. don't think the other. But, but he's beaten three times. Three times. One of which is clean. Right. Why does this end the feud? Why are we like Jericho did it? Right. He didn't do anything. He lost a lot. Right. And then he. Got the, I hate this won. idea of Jericho has now won the feud that he lost. It's like yeah, no. He very much lost it. It's and it's so thing, man, dumb. What did I say? Uh, pull the footage all the way back at the beginning of this summer. When the inner circle won at um, what was the name of that show? I was the, uh, literally there. The 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 uh, the no, the stadium stampede. <laughs> right, right, right. I said I was like, look, obviously the pinnacle is going to end up winning this feud, but you want to stretch it out over the summer, and they're all going to have their one-on-one matches, and everything that I was thinking and everything that made this feud great is predicated on the fact that hey. MJF is going to be the biggest, baddest man in this company. He's already the best heel in this company. He needs to get a signature win. Yep. And crushing Chris Jericho at the end of a prolonged feud is the perfect way to do that. Yep. And if you have Jericho overcome all these odds and win the, you know, win each of the four labors and get to MJF as his fifth, he's finally got him. He's going to get his hands on him. And then MJF wins. Jericho still looks good. Jericho's mm-hmm. a 50 year old man who just went through a lot, mm-hmm. but MJF's the baddest heel in this company yep. and he's going to put him down. And mm-hmm. yeah, that's sad, but boy, what a great heel. All of that's gone. Yep. Uh, here's the thing, dude. I, what do you I do with MJF? Another, Where does he go from here? That's it. I don't know. I don't know. You made him look like a another chump. show. Uh, another. I was listening to another podcast where they were recapping this and taking listener questions. And one of the questions was who's going to be the first AEW guy to jump to WWE. And I'm like, man, it's going to be MJF if they don't quit messing around. Mm -hmm. And it should be. It Mm -hmm. it should be because they have lost the plot on him. Mm -hmm. And again, this was a really fun like ending to what was a good match. Yeah. It wasn't a great moment. Everybody treating it like a great moment is kidding themselves. And you're right. They're just going to think they can keep doing this kind of stuff. Yep. Up until they can't. And I don't know when people are going to realize that this isn't good, but it's going to be very interesting when they do. Um, yeah. Oh, only other thing. Only thing you missed in the first half. I knew immediately that Jericho wasn't going to lose because he tried to do a live entrance with his guitarist from Fozzy. Yeah, I saw that. And people couldn't follow the rhythm or sing along the Judas that well. And I was like, well, that's not going to be Chris Jericho's last entrance. Mm-hmm. Like, forget it. That sucked. That was bad. Because live. Oh, I will say, I saw the MJF bad. entrance and it was phenomenal. Yeah, that was pretty good. Was I liked the awesome. countdown. That was yeah, that was fun. fantastic. But he yeah. can't. I love that. He needs he needs badly to win a feud against somebody very good. Yes, right he does. Now. Like yes, whoever he fights at full gear, he needs to win. And like, we need to get this guy back on track. Mm-hmm. Ironically, they're about to make him a baby face. I told you they could have booked this like a double turn. They didn't, but I feel like you and I are both rooting for MJ. Oh, one hundred percent rooting against Jericho. One hundred percent. So well done, guys. Yeah. Yeah. I still don't know if Jericho's a heel or a baby face because everything he's the king of mixed signals as far as wrestlers go I right now. It's so confusing. But anyway, well, I really um, thought when they all come running out to congratulate him at the end of the match, I kind of thought they were gonna beat him up. <laughs> I thought they were just gonna <laughs> do another turn. <laughs> and have like Sammy Guevara and Hager and all those just kick the crap out of him. But 
that would have been funny. No, that didn't happen. Oh, I will but, say yeah, one thing about the about the uh, the the foot on the rope spot. See, I hated it, and not and not not the spot, the execution of the spot. I thought was incredibly stupid because you he had was a little it, late, wasn't he? Not not even that. You had it in the middle of the frame where we just clear as day are watching his leg go over here, and you're mm. like. You can't shoot it like that. You have to at least have it not the center thing that we're all looking at. Because then I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh, his foot's on the rope. Oh, the end of the match. It's like, okay, no, we're going to restart it. Like, it's right there. His foot was on the rope. Blade clean as day. So where you're like, oh, no, they're going to draw this feud out. I immediately was like, oh, they're going to restart this stupid thing and we're wasting our time here. And then sure enough, yep, restart the thing. And it's like, okay, I'm fine with that as a spot. You just can't, you got to cut to another camera. Like you, you can't just put that right in the middle of our face when we're looking mm. at it. That has to be like a, it works for the people in the arena. Cause it's harder. It's hard enough to tell little things like that. But as far as us watching at home, like you have to at least kind of not hide it or anything, but it just can't be the focus. That's my own. That was my only thing. So the whole time I'm sitting there and I'm just like, I'm not invested in this finish because i know what's going to happen because i saw it already so that's just my thing but um that that's not the spot or anything i think that spot's fine it's just it could have been executed a little bit better but again um, like how much more intense is that well I, I don't know i guess you you do that if you're gonna have jericho win but how much more intense is that moment if this is like the blow off match yep, and not the second better. time these guys have fought each way, other way 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 better way better oh, everything boy better. yeah, yeah. So we've established booking bad. I thought the match was pretty good. Sure, sure. I mean, these Don't guys are good enough. Doing with MJF, yeah. Jericho should not have won this feud. No, it's weird that everyone's pretending he, he did. didn't win the feud. Not real. No, he did not. He lost three to one. <sighs> right, I know, but I'm just saying when you win the last match and your team comes out and celebrates with you and they're crying like the war has ended, like yeah. you, they clearly consider him to be the winner, which is stupid. I guess the flip side is MJF can just pivot and be like. No, he didn't. He beat me one time. I beat him three times. But yeah, they better have him fight somebody big and, and win better like right win. now. Cause, yep. Yeah. All right. Let's keep going. All right. Let's keep going. We got a lot <sighs> anyway, um, okay. Now we can get into the the meat of this this whole thing. Yep. CM Punk Darby Allen finally get to see it. I was. I'm sorry, Harris. I was shocked. This was not the final match. Um. Mm-hmm. And and I think I I want I want to preface this. I respect massively the the dedication of putting the title last 100%. I, mm-hmm. I, I old school. I respect that. I think that's the way to go. You want nothing more important than your title. And AEW has kept that like that. That's one of the polar opposites of WWE in recent years. They have really made a point where that title is meaningful every chance they get. And I really, really respect that every now and then. There's a match that's, I think, above that. For WWE, it's every John Cena match. But for most wrestler things, <laughs> there's a match or, or Hulk Hogan. But, and honestly, I can't think of too many. The only one that really comes to mind is WrestleMania 26 with Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker. Um, and I think that's yeah. the only WrestleMania that hasn't ended with a title match. I could be wrong, but I, th- oh no, the other, the Hogan one, right. They, they screwed Flair out of being in the title match and they didn't do Flair Hogan because... Hogan was a crybaby, and uh, 
Then they did Hogan, Sid Vicious, not for the title, as the WrestleMania main event. And Ric Flair, Macho yep. Man, for the title in the middle of the show. But anyway, um, yep. so that's all. all I think those are the only two times where that's ever happened. And this, I thought, should have been one of those times, Harris, because we can talk about it later. This was the, you know, obviously there was a lot of fireworks at the very, very end of the show. But, oh man, Omega, and I felt bad for Omega and Christian, because that crowd was absolutely (laughs) dead for three-fourths of that match. And, um, because this was the main event. This was the main event. And it, again, I understand why, especially with what they did do. Like, I get it. And I wonder if it was Punk making a point to say he didn't, you know, no, put the title on. I wonder if he had anything to say, because I could see him saying something like that. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I just I thought this should have been the end of the show. That's my only complaint about this, because this match, Harris, was absolutely executed perfectly. Everything about it was perfect. It was so well paced, so well done. Punk is a godsend to AEW <laughs> who desperately needs someone like this now that Cody has decided to be a little pansy and not wrestle anymore, doing all this <laughs> other stuff, which I'm still angry about. Um, and now it looks like Punk might be able to fill that spot of being the actual wrestler who's not an idiot as far as actual <laughs> wrestling goes. Because this was a wrestling match, Harris, and it was booked to perfection. It was The story it was a- told was so, so good you have Punk coming out, cautious at first, trying to get a feel mm-hmm. for everything. Darby's getting mm-hmm. the upper hand because he's quicker and more polished right now. Punk's mm-hmm. Punk's then able to like, wait, I'm bigger than this guy. Start using his size. Darby takes some chances he shouldn't. Starts to bite him. Punk starts to remember everything. And, and then just ends up being able to outlast him just by his, you know, ring knowledge basically at the end and Darby's high-risk maneuvers. And then won the match. Like, it was so well done. It was so well yep. told. And then at the end, Punk comes out, passes the buck to Darby. Sting gets to be a part of it, too. It was, it was, Harris, this was perfect. And this is not a five-star match. Don't get me wrong. It's not. But it wasn't supposed to be. This is Punk's yep. first match back. And it was executed to perfection. Everyone looked good. Everyone got over. It did everything it needed to. And I cannot think of one thing other than it being the last match that could have been in any way improved. Yeah, I'm inclined to agree. I think you nailed it. I think it's easy. I never thought I'd get to see this guy wrestle again. Sure. And it's easy, I think, to hype up two or three huge moments as moments, especially for me as somebody who's, you know, this guy is responsible for some of my favorite moments in professional wrestling and I've never gotten to see him. It's this is going to sound stupid, but it's very easy to forget just what a technically good wrestler he is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And you're right. You, you nailed it. Like this is not a flashy kick out crazy Kenny Omega young bucks right. match. This is a really technically sound methodical wrestling match that tells a good story. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're right. It, it was great. I loved it. I loved that. Like, you know, the first time they lock up and the first time Punk gets thrown, you can kind of see him go, yeah, that's what that feels like. Okay, okay. <laughs> like, he's kind of, he's getting back into it. His facial expression, like, it was like two minutes into the match. Yep. It was perfect. I loved just a lot of little moments really stood out to me that made me, like, just say, okay, this guy, like, not only does he get it, but, like, he, he's been thinking of this. Mm-hmm. I mean, probably since, like, the 
the second or third big Darby Allen moment that he saw. He was like, what would I do if I wrestled this guy? Mm-hmm. Like the moment where he, when he enters the ring, he sits cross-legged Darby is slumped in the corner. Yep. They're, they're both doing their cool guy sit. Right. And they're just looking at each other mm-hmm. and then they both stand up. Like that was just so cool. I love the symmetry there. I love the young, cool guy and the old cool guy doing yeah. their cool guy sits and then standing up. That was, great. I will say I do have I, a little, little qualms with, uh, uh, Excalibur during this segment. Cause he acted like he'd never seen a Darby Allen match before because he was like, oh, look at Darby just sitting there unfazed. I was like, yeah, he does this every match. Like, this is yeah. this is what he does before every match. Right, have you watched a Darby Allen match, Excalibur? Come <laughs> <Yeah>. on. <laughs> this like this did. is it, special it, it, here. Right. And it was cool in the moment. But, yeah, yeah, if he does that all the time, then it's not quite the same. But, he, you know, if you've never seen a Darby Allen match, you're like, wow, he oh, is really sure. cool and he is really unfazed. Like, whatever. Sure. But, sure. um. Another great moment. He he did twice. He he harkened back to his match with John Cena at Money in the Bank, which is my favorite wrestling match of all time. One when the crowd is chanting "Welcome back," and he goes, "Wait, wait, wait, Darby or me?" And the crowd goes, "Yeah." And he's like, "Okay, okay, just making sure." I love that. I love that. And like on its own, that's a little dumb, but it was just such a great like little intentional throwback to that match. Yeah. And then the other one was where he hits the GTS. And Darby's soul leaves his body yep. and he falls straight out of the ring and punch yep. like, ah, crap. But unlike and like this was an interesting touch that I kind of liked. He didn't try to go get him. He was just like, listen, if you're going to get counted out and I win, like that's fine. There's no title. Mm-hmm. There's nothing on the line. He win by count out. That's a win. He'll take it. So he just sits back down and is like, all right, let's see if he can get back in or not. Yeah. Let's him do it. I was fine with that. I, I don't yeah. think you need to like. Punk being back is good enough. You don't have to over push it and mm-hmm. being like, no, I have to win the right way because eventually he would. Right, right. And it puts over Darby as looking really cool and beating the count. And it puts mm-hmm. over Punk as mm-hmm. being smart enough to let him. I was yep. I was fine with that. I thought that was a cool little moment. I will say I about that moment, the- I was sitting there and I was like, well, this happens at least four times in every single Darby Allen match. But I was just like, <laughs> what are you doing? Don't do that. Then, then on the replay, because they cut away, but on the replay, he did he did grab the rope a little bit. And I was like, okay, good. Because I was sitting there, I was like, yeah. oh my gosh, like <laughs> stop do. Okay, That's I got to talk about one thing. I had I have two issues with this match. I guess, I guess okay. if you could call them issues. One, when Punk threw Darby Allen in the corner, and he just decided to throw himself through the ropes and into the thing, and then onto the floor. I was like, what was that? That was the. It was a that little was the it was dumbest little thing Michaels-y I've ever seen. SummerSlam 05, wasn't it? It was. Just it was like, bit. there's no physical way this should be happening. It, it, it was just like, okay, you went a little too far there, and it looked very painful. So what are you doing? And then the other part, which I I mean, it's fine. But um, the end, when Punk just sits up and just completely no-souls how he had been beat up for the last five minutes before the coffin drop, and then he was just like kind of fine. It was like, yeah, I mean, it was a nice moment, but it was like, you could have rolled out of the way. Like, that was just, yeah, but very, very tiniest, I guess, as far as that goes. But, uh, oh, I was um, going to say, I really, I liked, I liked the sit up to avoid the coffin drop just because to me that again, puts over how smart he is that he scouted that. Sure, sure. I didn't read that. I mean, at that point, you know, I guess we're, we're obviously nitpicking. Right. I didn't read that as him being like. Oh, I'm completely unhurt. I just read that as him being like, I'm, I'm going to pretend to be hurt. So he dives straight onto the back of his neck like an idiot. And then I'll, yeah, I'll finish fair. him after that. And he didn't quite. But I like that he had that scouted. It was clearly yeah. like, OK, I'm going to play possum here for a second. And then boom. Sure, and sure. So crisp and so smooth. 
I really, really liked that. Because I think if you try to sell when you do that, you might make it look like a fluke or an accident. Yeah, when it I very much wasn't. I liked that spot a lot. I really, really enjoyed that. Still protects the coffin drop, which is yep. great. Yep. And then I loved the the little the, – I can't think of a more articulate way to put this, but the chain wrestling-y nature of the finish yeah. I yeah. thought was really fun. I and liked I liked it. that. It really it put over Punk's size advantage and his experience that mm-hmm. he was able to sort of out-counter Darby and, and get the finish that way. That was really, yeah. really fun. I didn't really like I that he kicked out a- of his signature pin. I don't think anyone's ever kicked out of that. I think he's won every time he's put that on, that – uh hmm. That that pin like it's it's pretty it's kind of cool I think it's awesome that Darby doesn't even just have a it does like, look finishing cool, yeah. move he has a finishing pin like it's so complicated you just can't kick out of it like I love that idea I, I think we need more of that in yeah. wrestling um, Orange Cassidy yeah, does that, that cool. too um, he did that yeah, on yeah, uh, yeah. Rampage or or Dynamite or whatever in that match where he right, just locked party. his yeah, hands that. together and pinned the guy and it's like yes. Exactly. That I mean, that's technically wrestling right there. Like the point of a pinfall in yeah. an actual wrestling match is not you knock the guy out so they can't move. Right. It's like you get them in a place where they can't get out and pin them. Like that. That's right. the theory of it. So I kind of like that. That's being brought back in a little bit with those things. So I was a little kind of eh, he kicked out of his thing that I don't think has been kicked out of, but it's fine. It's fine. I didn't know nobody had ever kicked out of it. I do I like. The I pen, don't know either. Yeah, like I'm not. I'm not for sure. Um. Maybe some people have. Um, and if that's the case, fine, you know, whatever. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. It was perfect. It was, it was, it was so well done. Everyone looked great. Yeah, it was real solid. It was awesome. It was awesome. I love this match. Cool. By far the best right, thing in so- the show, which we knew that though. Like this was the thing everyone looking forward to and it delivered. It, it delivered in every aspect. Yeah, so I think, awesome. I mean the, the cage match, I just want to shout out. I think in terms of pure like spectacle action was the match of the night. For oh, me. sure. But this, in terms of like storytelling and satisfying payoff was yeah this was this was phenomenal yep yep so we're gonna have like way less to say about the main event right oh, yeah we can skip the other match because i didn't watch it um it oh was... <laughs> wait no okay i did that accidentally but now i have to talk about it for a second that's i hysterical. honestly missed okay, it like i'm not kidding thing. oh harris this is the greatest <laughs> story about this match so this match was happening and i was like oh yeah that match and um Big Show came out dressed like Big Roman, and it was so funny. And then, <laughs> and then, the, then, the, then, the, then our Bleacher Report live froze, and uh, we were sitting there, and we're like, "All right, let's get it back up." Well, also, we kind of were watching the uh, on the computer had the uh, the Notre Dame FSU game, so we kind of didn't really care. But it's like, all right, we need to kind of get this back up. And then after like a minute, I was like, "You know, the match is probably over by now." And then the stream came back up, and it was over, and not even over. Like they were into the package for Christian and Omega, and I was like, "Yeah, that's about right." <laughs> so that's I did not hilarious. see any of this match at all <laughs> because it froze for a minute and a half. The stream that's froze funny. Half, okay, so. so we're now at the point of the show. I mentioned this earlier, but. The Florida State game was getting absolutely insane and like this doesn't happen in real life kind of way. I was completely taken aback by that at this point. So as soon as the punk match ended, I was like, finally, that was the last thing that I really cared about. Let me focus on this football game. So I was like, I still had the pay-per-view on. I was still watching this, but I got to say, I was so ironically excited for Paul White versus QT Marshall like the two people I care least about wrestling in this company that I accidentally went full circle and became sort of unironically excited for this match and was like really looking forward to seeing how weird it was and how stupid it was. 
to the point where when it was a squash, I was like, oh, wait, no. Yeah, of course. Like, that's exactly what it needs to be. And then I just completely forgot about it as we're reviewing it. So that's about right. Um, Yeah, this is you have to have this on the card to give you a breather between punk and the main event. I think it served its purpose. Mm -hmm. I also think it's very funny in a real stupid pro wrestling way that Paul White is billed as Paul. No more BS White. Yeah. His name was Big Show. Yeah. That's real stupid, but it's funny. I, I enjoy that. It is funny. Um, yeah, don't wrestle anymore, dude. Dark exclusively. Yeah. yeah. But that's fine. You got to have, look, you got to have filler on this match or on this card. Mm-hmm. You got to have that breather, the bathroom break. I would, here's the thing I would rather be Paul White and QT Marshall than a women's match. Don't bury that card anymore. That's fine. Sure, sure. Uh, that's it. That's all. Again, I was barely paying attention. I didn't realize when it was over either. So, on yeah. to the main event. Okay, so the main event, the worst typed AEW title match of all time. Not even close. Like, there's, like, it's it's by far the least effort that's mm-hmm. ever been put into their title. So, after all the stuff about them doing such a great job of their title, uh, and they still <laughs> made this the main event, you know, regard, you know, and whatever, mm-hmm. this was... You know, it's not nearly as horrendous booking as like Jericho and MJF, but for mm-hmm. a different reason, because there's nothing here. So there was nothing to mess up because there's yep. just no story. <laughs> uh, when they say for like the 15th time, oh, Christian's first match was screwed by Don Cass. It's like, that's all you have. There's nothing here. Like, there's literally nothing yeah. here. There's yeah. no substance to this at all. And then the fact that Christian Cage, just like the MJF and Jericho match, already wrestled and Christian Cage already won. Yep. <laughs> We have the exact well, opposite happen in the main event. You're just like, uh, so this all was marginally better than that just because there was yes. a title and now a different title. Yes. But yeah, yes. like I wasn't again, I was watching the football game this entire time. I was like, sweet, this is happening. It's probably going to be a fine match. Uh, guess what? We all know who's winning this match. Yeah. So I'm, it was fine. I don't know. What, do you have any other thoughts on the match itself yes, before we get to? Uh, okay. Okay. Go ahead then. The match was, again, I I was, again, I, I hated all the buildup and all the story and everything about this, but their match on Rampage was really good. And I was like, okay, these guys are definitely going to at least put on a good match. Um, so I was looking forward, I was looking forward to that. Um, and they did, they did, they put on a good match. Um, Obvi- I mean, obviously, you know, Omega's amazing and <laughs> Christian's amazing, like, in the ring, so they're going to. Uh, I'm not exactly sure what the story was. I think it was more just Christian just kind of hanging in there. Um, oh, man, <laughs> this poor guy. Harris, I it's been a minute since I've seen someone as badly beat up as Christian was in this match. He was destroyed. Uh, this guy took so much punishment... And the worst of it was when he speared Omega through the table and the end of the leg came up and hit him in the ribs. Oh, and his ribs were bloody and bleeding. And Mm. if, if they weren't broken, they were definitely bruised. And he took so many bumps on those ribs afterwards. He Mm. took, and then he took the one winged angel off the top rope. Oh my gosh. I cringed so hard. I was like, ah, Leave the man, man. alone. <laughs> He's in so much pain. He's already Trooper, dead. Trooper, man. Every shout out to Christian for this match because he was in so much pain the whole match after that table spot. And he took all the bumps and did everything and still performed at a high level. So 
big time salute <laughs> for Christian for that. And I thought the match was I thought the match was good. It makes it just further makes the other finish even weirder because the main story was just Kenny Omega is just this much better than Christian. That's that's more kind of what this story was, I guess, now that I think about it. And now you're sitting there like, how did this guy lose to this guy? like a week ago and it's just <laughs> i wish they had framed it more as kenny omega just didn't really care about it you know because it was another title i really wish they had leaned into that right. a little bit more because that would have made sense with the character like it would have right. made sense he hasn't lost it a year and a half he has all these t- like it just it, he has another match with this guy coming up it just it makes sense you know yeah and uh but they didn't play it like a wake-up call even if like oh he thought he was serious and then he lost and now he's mad like they didn't even do that um, no, I know. That's, Did that's that? my point. That's yeah. my point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Sorry. I'm agreeing with you. I, that's I'm why, that. that's yeah. why that was so, uh, frustrating, but, um, uh, but the match itself, just like expected was good. And, um, and I enjoyed the match, uh, I guess all things considered, even if the story left, left a lot to be, uh, to be desired, but, um, mm-hmm. uh, so I guess what else do we want to talk about? Okay, so this is the last um, the last thing I'll say here is that like you talk about like the punk match being the bigger the bigger deal, the the better story, frankly, the bigger attraction. The crowd was more into it. Should have made it been in the show. I get all of that. I, I do. Um, I, I think it's two things. One, it's the kind of thing that like doesn't really benefit the card in the moment but can benefit the company and the title in the long run, just improving that they're the kind of company that is always going to put the title on last. I don't know Mm -hmm. if punk had anything to do with it, but I do think it it does continue to enhance his legacy because his legacy in WWE was longest WWE title reign in modern history, like 400 plus days Mm -hmm. and was constantly, you know, in and out of kayfabe was constantly, running and having great title matches underneath John Cena main events where John right. Cena goes and fights John Laurinaitis. Right. You know what I mean? Like just stupid stuff like that. I think it, it reinforces his pro wrestling bona fides after the fact to prove that like, even in his match back, he is not going to take the shine away from the title. Mm-hmm. Like that's, you know, whether he has anything to do with that or not, it does just make his legacy that much better just in terms of the health of the company and the respect of the championship in general. Um, yep. Agreed. The other thing is it may have had nothing to do with that. Uh, because here's the thing up until this point, I was like, all right, there's like two great matches here. A lot of technically good matches with stories and builds that I'm just not that excited about. Right. Um, the reason that the title going on last was important was because of the last five minutes of this show, because you can't have what happened happen after the CM Punk match. That's why this was right. so important that the main yes. event was the title. Yeah, and obviously. Yeah. So can I tell you, you might think this is stupid, but let's just get right into it. I really thought Adam Cole was going to be it. I really thought, oh, yep. they decided to hold off. Yep. Cole is big enough. We'll see Brian on Dynamite or in another three months. Yep. I really bet. And I really thought we were about to see Adam Cole baby come out lay waste to Kenny Omega, challenge him for, for the leader of the elite. I was all in. I was all for it. I mm-hmm. was ready. Yep. 
And then he turned heel like the dirty SOB that he is. Oh, and I was awesome. genuinely like, I cannot believe they're going to end the show this way. Florida State just lost because their kicker choked. What a terrible ending to a great weekend. I, I bit twice on their pump fake. And then they had the American Dragon come out. And it was beautiful. Everything about the last five minutes of the show was so electric and got me so fired up. You know, like I didn't care about anything else. This was this was great. This was a great show. This was an incredible like series of moments, one right after the other. The fact that they did both of them back to back like that and it worked was awesome. The fact that Daniel Bryan is going to go fight Kenny Omega for the title, I got to be honest, that's pretty awesome. I'm into that. Love that Adam Cole is here. Here's the thing, Mark. I haven't been that interested in the elite and their drama for a minute now. I like the way they feud with Hangman. That's fine. You know what I really like? I like the Bucks losing the title. I like Kenny losing two of his belts, being pushed like he's never been pushed before by Daniel Bryan, and Adam Cole floating around being like, huh, okay, so this is this is your elite, huh? Interesting. Mm-hmm. That's going to blow up, and when it does, it's going to be spectacular. Mm-hmm. I like everything about this. I, I'm There is some, like, there's a question of, okay, how's this company going to balance all this going forward? Kind of like Georgia's offense after the Clemson game. I don't care right now. This was awesome. I'm going to celebrate it as long as I possibly can until I have reason to stop. This was awesome. This is one of the best finishes to any wrestling show I've ever seen. It was genuinely thrilling to watch Brian Danielson make his way to the ring and just lay waste to the bad guys to hit that running knee on a young buck who sold it like pure death. It was awesome. It was a great way to close the show. I all loved right. all of it. All right. Talk to me. What now that we got that out of the way. Harris, what in the world is AEW doing? Now, again, I, there, I it's look. Full I, WCW. It's let full me see. WCW. Uh, let That's me say this. I, I don't <laughs> know. I don't know the inner workings of how they're, you know, I, I don't know that. So that being said, I can't necessarily, you know, give an educated thing on all this but to me i don't understand this at all this does not make any sense this seems unless again i don't know what their plan is but looking at this i i i honestly don't understand i i i'm trying to think if there's like a big um because even for like TV, I feel like the sweeps week stuff is like in November. I don't think that's now. So I'm trying, I've been scouring, trying to figure out if there's a reason why they just want to literally throw every single bullet they have out right now. Like I'm trying to figure <laughs> it out because it doesn't make any sense, especially in the wrestling business to do this zero because <laughs> you just had not even arguably the biggest wrestling moment in the past decade, if not longer than that, with CM Punk mm-hmm. coming back. And not two weeks later, you're just bringing not one, but two massive other WWE people without even this other thing getting a chance to breathe. I, I don't get it. It's like you don't... Why? Why are we just glossing over this Punk thing so quickly like that is so big that should be the thing for a little while at least like that's such a big moment and you're like no that's not a big enough moment we need to just keep throwing more and more and more 
And look, I, I, I mean, I liked, I thought it was done well. Um, I feel bad for Adam Cole because nobody gives a crap about him being there now. Um, I disagree. I think a lot of people are as excited about him as I, I was. Highly Brian. Disagree. Mm, I highly maybe. disagree. I highly disagree. Brian's way bigger than Cole. I don't care what anyone says. Um, and Cole's, I mean, I and think Cole's huge. Is... And Cole's huge and great. Brian. And I love Adam Cole and the crowd. And he's super over. But it's not. It, it pales in comparison to Brian. Um, and the fact that you then bring him out and do as that. As hardcore as. Sorry, I just think as hardcore as most AEW fans are, I think in their minds, Adam Cole is as big a deal as Daniel Bryan. In most sure, of their I'm fans. I'm sure I, in some, I, I'm, yeah, I'm sure there's a, there's a chunk for sure. Um, but, like, but it's more the fact they did this ending segment two weeks after Punk came back in his first show in Chicago. Like I said, I felt the same way in the promo two weeks ago when Punk immediately did the Brian thing. It was like, why? Why are you doing this now? Why? Like, let this be the moment. I want Punk's thing to be the moment. Like, that's so great that this is coming back. I want to be happy about this. I want to invest in this right now. At least give me a chance. And now they're like, no, no, no. Here, do this and this and this. Mm -hmm. And you're like, well, but I wanted to invest in this. Yes, I want all that stuff to happen. Mm. Yes, very much so. But like, can I not enjoy this first? I just, I don't, but no. again, I don't know what their goal is. They might have very, something very specific of we're doing this big thing, push for mm-hmm. this or what, you know, th- there could be strategy behind that I don't know of. Um, So I'm trying to like limit my criticism as far as that goes. But to me, at least as someone who's just watched wrestling for a very long time, it's just very perplexing to shoot all of your stuff right, you know, at the exact same time. It's weird. And, uh, but that aside, I thought the execution was really well done. I think the double turn and two people was well, was well done. But this is another thing I thought about today, which is another nitpick. So to be fair, this whole show was all about the non AEW people winning things. Mm-hmm. The whole show. Ruby Soho out, wins the yeah. thing. Punk beating Darby. Uh, and now, Omega did beat Christian, but then Daniel Bryan is the one who's leading the charge against all the elite guys who started this company. And it's like, it was all kind of about that, which again, mm-hmm. doesn't isn't necessarily a bad thing. Uh, you know, I'm not one of those, oh, they're just bringing mm-hmm. WWE people. I don't care about that. I want the best people in the company. But like I said before, with the Soho thing, there's just a line here that you just got to be careful with. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they're a little bit close to over in the wrong direction, potentially, depending yeah. on how the next few weeks yeah. go. They just need to be careful with that. And they and so, you know, just we'll we'll see. I can't fully judge any of this because we don't know how it's going to play out. It might be everything mm-hmm. might be amazing and they might have a great long term plan that it that. It elevates a lot of stuff. Uh, yeah. I don't necessarily have as much confidence in that after the last month, <laughs> but I still, yeah. you know, I'm still at the point where I am going to give AEW the benefit of doubt because they've earned it for sure. And, uh, yeah. and so, yeah, but in the moment itself executed beautifully was awesome. Getting to see Daniel Bryan is great. I will say one thing. What the hell was that awful music that he's coming out with? I don't you know have you can't just give Flight, Flight of, of the, the Valkyries. Valkyries. It's a public domain song. Yeah. Just it was, do it. You know what was really funny about that is it took the crowd like a few minutes to figure out where to yes chant to it in rhythm. Like they just couldn't mm-hmm. quite 
Because it, it, it was you a bit can't. silly. It's yeah. it's terrible. It's almost as bad as that first Samoa Joe song in W in uh, WWE. Like it's just. I'm just sitting. It's <laughs> I'm as perplexed as I am that they it took uh, two years to get Jeff Hardy his theme song back when he came back to WWE. It's just like why? It's there. You have it. You don't. Why? Why, why would it, we could do there. almost a whole episode? Just use the you song. know what? we could honestly we we could and probably will at some point because you know there's not going to be another major show for a while. Do an episode about AEW music because yeah. I think like well anyway I won't I won't get into all that now. I agree. I agree. It, it's weird. I feel like they overthought that a little bit. They can just give him flight of the Valkyries yes. with the right wrestler. It's really cool. That's like what Walter's he did in the in the first first at really least cool. year. In yeah. WWE, it was not the 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 you know remixed version. It was just the actual song, like the orchestra song for like right. his first like year. It was great. Yeah, I I agree. I would rather see that. Don't overthink it. Just play the classics. It, yeah. It's cool. Like yeah. I know it might not be conventionally cool, but neither is Brian Danielson. Right. But he is because it works. You know. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, look, you're you're right in that. Like I said a little bit, I was gushing earlier. I, I mean, I think what this is, and I think the reason this resonated with so many wrestling fans is because it is unusual. And, and it might not be the best thing in the long term, but I, I think what this is, genuinely, is – I'm trying to think of a relatively family-friendly way to say this. It is, it is Tony Khan taking all, his, uh, taking all his cards out and laying them right on the table mm-hmm. and saying this company is about giving wrestling fans – professional wrestling that they want to see mm-hmm. in a way that WWE will like adamantly refuse to do because it feels like WWE likes to annoy its own fans. Yeah. This was Tony Khan e- even more so like I-, I saw the last pay-per-view or punk's debut. I'm sorry with a couple of friends of mine and my buddy Jake was so fired up. He's like this, this feels like a shot. This feels like a war. Like I'm more excited to start following AEW now than I have been about wrestling in a long time. Mm-hmm. And this just doubled down on that. And the fact sure. that they did it so immediately afterward and did it with two hugely big and anticipated names right after that just emphasizes, look, we're not going to worry about what we think is best. We're going to give the people what they want. And here's the thing. This might not work in the long run. I, I don't. I, so similar to what I said with Ruby Soho earlier, where I'm a lot happier with her winning because what I envision for this company is her having a barn burner feud with Britt Baker losing. And then Thunder Rosa goes and has a barn burner and takes the title belt. Similarly here, I'm picturing when this happens, Brian Danielson, it's going to take me a while to get used to saying that having an insane match with Kenny Omega, taking him to the absolute limit, seven stars. Meltzer has a heart attack watching it. The whole nine yards loses to the one winged angel and then hangman is back and he yeah. goes and has his moment and wins the belt. Like mm-hmm. if, if that doesn't happen, I'm going to second guess what happens here or if something like that doesn't happen. Yeah. And then, you know, that's when you have Adam Cole mutiny, you know, and steal the bullet club or whatever. Like you, you can do all that. A lot of my joy in this moment, it is in assuming that they're not just going to go full WCW yeah. on this. You know what I mean? And, and having some faith in them to pull it off, even though you're right if this last show has taught us anything is that sometimes they don't always have like a huge plan. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they're just kind of winging it. And at some point they're going to do something stupid with CM Punk or Adam Cole or Brian Danielson. That that's going to happen probably. Yeah. You know, so you're, you're right in that. Like I get, it's a questionable decision. I think that's a gamble 
just to earn fan goodwill. It's buying trust in the short term, and we're trusting them to pull it off in the long term. And I'm fine with that, but I, I get why you could say, well, just let it breathe a little bit. But I, I respect them for just going for it and saying, no, we're going to give you everything we have right now, and we're going to figure it out as we go, and we're confident that we can still give you a good show down the road. Like I, I respect mm-hmm. that. Like I said, it's a lot like Georgia's offense. Like, Is there cause for concern down the road? Yeah, there could be, but I'm not going to worry about that until I have to worry about it. Right now, it's just it's fun to enjoy the big moment, the big night. And yeah, I mean, like I said, if if Brian Danielson kicks out of the one-winged angel and pins him in the first match, like that's not going to be good. I'm going to be pretty mad about that, but mm-hmm. I'm choosing to have faith right now. I don't know. Uh, I'm curious to see how it goes. I yeah, And we'll choose the other thing. They, they pair him immediately with Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus True. the same yes. way that immediately yes. they paired up Punk with Darby Allin. Yes, like and that, that was well done. I I, I did I really like, appreciate guess that. What? The, the Jurassic Express like mixed tag match with Brian Danielson is going to be so oh, fun Oh, yeah, to that's watch. awesome. That's awesome. So, I, I, you know, I think I might not trust Jericho's booking anymore. I trust Danielson and I trust Punk to like have a good idea of what's good and what their role in this company should be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we'll see what happens. I, I yeah. hope I hope Brian Danielson doesn't get hurt. That's the last yeah. thing I'll say. That man has an actual <laughs> neck issue. Yeah. Just don't kill yourself. Man. I'm not going to lie. I felt the same thing about Punk because uh, I, I forgot no. to mention it in his match. Um, again, just if just to gush on that match more. Um, Punk, what, took like maybe maybe five bumps total like the whole match? Like maybe? Yeah, maybe. But my gosh, they were brutal. Like yeah. his bump on the reversal off the top rope looked so painful. He landed yeah. right on his hip, like awkwardly, and then got crunched mm-hmm. by Darby. And I was like, I mean, "Oh yeah. man, I hope he's all right." <laughs> it was a couple. Yeah, there was a couple I mean, of those moments s- where I was like, "Oh yeah," and his yeah. Uh, stunner that he took on. The, the Darby hit. I was like, I don't know if he was supposed to fall that way. That looked like it really hurt. So yeah. there was a couple of those moments, which yeah, I, I mean, was kind I of funny. You're definitely right. I will be honest. I'm a little less worried about Punk. We'll talk about this. Oh, more. sure. Yeah, I'm a little too. less worried about me him too. than I am Daniel Bryan, just because that man literally had to retire because yeah. of his bad neck for like a long time. Mm-hmm. With Punk, like the ring rust is more of a concern. And I would be curious, sure. like at some point, they'll probably have him fight Kenny Omega and I'm really curious to see how their styles mesh because yeah. he's not like a, you know, New Japan wrestler Ooh. at all. So I'm curious to see what that looks like. But um, I don't think it'll be bad, but I'm just curious to see what that looks like. And um, yeah, me too. But but like Punk has been Punk looked good. Like he's yeah. never going to look like this, you know, roided up guy, especially at his age. No, no, he looked but, great. Yeah, but um, he did look great. And like he's been. He was training full time to be a UFC fighter for like two or three years. I know yeah. the results were not like he's not a UFC caliber fighter. Yeah, but that'll keep you in shape. Like that cardio is it's there. so he's different though. That's the funny thing. Looking, at, I remember seeing Punk when he first started fighting. You're like, oh my gosh, because he, he literally lost like a hundred pounds. Because yeah. you know the whole point of wrestling is you're bigger, like. Regardless, mm-hmm. you're on the bigger mm-hmm. side. That's that's the name yeah. of the game. You're you want to be like 15 or more pounds 
heavier when you're a professional wrestler, usually with just muscle bulk or whatever. But right, right. it's about being bigger. And UFC, it's the exact opposite. Like you do not want to yeah. have bulk. You do not want to have big muscle mass. You have to lose a lot of weight to do that. And he still it's funny because wrestling weight is so unrealistic. It's funny. You either see wrestlers either like <laughs> balloon or like shrink when they leave wrestling and punk shrunk yeah. big time yeah. for fighting. And he still isn't like, up. I don't know if he ever will be, but he's not up to where he was when he was wrestling. So it's funny. He just looks smaller when he's out there. Cause he is. Yeah. And so that look is still kind of funny watching and seeing him wear. And I, that's probably one of the reasons why he wore tights for the first time I've ever seen him wear tights. Yeah. Uh, was probably due yeah, to that but he as looks well. Like he looks but oh, he no. looks good. Like he looks oh, for sure. Tough. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. He's never yeah. going to look like John Cena. No, but, no, you no. Know, like he was, and he was. This is the thing. Like when he left WWE, like that last Royal Rumble match, he just wasn't healthy. No, no. And he not doesn't at all. look like an athlete in that match. I'm not judging Mm-mm. him for that, but like he looks like an athlete again. And yep. like doing jujitsu every day for seven years is probably pretty good for your cardio. Yeah, you know. So I'm, <laughs> I'm. Yeah, no. He he looks good physicality because he's gotten beaten up for real on a regular basis. Like he'll be yeah. fine. Yeah, it's for sure. Brian in his neck and all those V triggers and one winged angels in his future that I'm worried about. But mm-hmm. that Snapdragon. It's an exciting time to be a wrestling fan, man. It's it's pretty exactly. But here's the thing, man. It's pretty cool that we can come away from a pay per view where you and I, even probably the most critical people of this show, yeah, we're like the booking leading into this has really not been great. Mm-mm. Some of the booking on the show was fine. Sure, I'm really really excited to see what they do next. Like yeah. that's. Yeah, me too. That's a testament to this company that we're like a lot of the storytelling has been weird for the last few months. Boy, I can't wait for Dynamite this week. Like that's mm-hmm. that's to their credit. It's an exciting time to be a wrestling fan. It is. It is. Yeah. All, all that said, it's it's definitely an exciting time for sure. And there's a lot of a lot of exciting stuff now on the uh, on the horizon. And it'll be interesting to see what they what they decide to do and how they how they handle everything. Because boy, they gave themselves a very difficult task that they didn't need to, which is a whole nother thing of just a little bit of confusion with some of this booking. But, uh, yeah, they got a lot that they have to deliver on over the next six months to a year. And we'll see. Mm -hmm. We'll see if they can do it. We'll see if they've up to it so far for the most part, they have shown that they can do it. And so, yeah, definitely giving them the benefit of the doubt moving forward. And I can't wait to see what happens with these guys. There's a whole lot of yeah, options, definitely. just infinite options right now. Just don't mess mm-hmm. it up. Just don't mess it up. They're all there just waiting for you. So. <laughs> <sighs> all right. Well, I don't really have anything else. No, I think that's pretty much it. Um, Tony Khan signed David Arquette. Come on, please, don't be a coward. We know you do have it. the money. Do it. I don't know what he would do. Have him. Oh, have him replace Marco Stunt. That's a great thing to do. Just <laughs> get him out of I'm Jurassic Express. He I could will... have a really good. He could have a really good like one-off feud. Have a seven-minute match on a pay-per-view. It would be a lot of fun. Put him up against MJF. That can be MJF. So that's fine. He can. <laughs> That'll be great. That'll be good for him. Uh, that would be awesome. I will say, or, I, will okay, give, here, I will give a shout out. What about this? What about this? Hang on real quick. What if they do like, they have him come in and he's friends with Brian Danielson because he's the coolest, right? And then like <laughs> they have David Arquette and Brian Danielson in a tag match against Kenny Omega 
and Adam Cole and like whoever gets the pinfall wins the title. <laughs> Just think about that hey, for a I second. I think I think you're on to something here. Here's the I, thing, I think Mark. we're breaking new thing. ground. Here's the thing. They're they're dorky enough at this company to book that exact match just because they know people will kind of freak out. Mm, yeah, they yeah, – You know they what I mean? Like would, they yeah. could do it just because everyone would be like, no. No, they would <laughs> And me and Harris are sitting there, yes, yes, <laughs> do it again. <laughs> do it and be legends, Tony Khan. Do it. <laughs> anyway, what were you going to say? <laughs> oh, I was just going to say, speaking of Marco's stunt, I will give a shout out because <laughs> – it made me laugh so hard at the uh, in that last segment when all the elite were out beating everybody up and then, you know, Jurassic Express, whatever, because they've had a thing with Christian. And, you know, so they came out. And yeah. As all this is like done off screen on the bottom of your, well, not off screen, on the bottom of your screen out of the ring, you just see Gallows and Anderson pick Marco stun up and hit the magic killer like where he drops out of frame. As like everything else is done, it was so funny. I'm just like, oh, these dicks. Oh, the- <laughs> completely There's unnecessary. Something- They're like, we're just gonna hit this on this tiny guy anyway. Just it's not yeah. even on camera hardly. <laughs> like it was so funny. They didn't cut to him. They didn't do anything. You just see their heads That's up great. on the bottom of the screen, lift Marco stun up for their move, and then drop out of frame as they hit it. <laughs> as- it was so funny. It was. I have to so go back funny. and watch that. Um, there is one of the, again, this is probably a whole episode at some point, but one of the greatest things in wrestling is the little dude who just gets annihilated like on a weekly basis. And that's his entire role. Yeah. Like I think of um some of my favorite memories Spike early Dudley, in my wrestling man. fandom. Spike Dudley, poor guy. Spike Dudley, I feel like is one of the OGs of this. For me personally, my personal favorite, because it was early in my fandom, is a J&J security who just existed mm-hmm. to get annihilated by whoever was feuding with yeah. Seth Rollins every week. <laughs> uh, Randy Orton almost killed the Singh brothers every week for like two yep. months, one year when he was feuding with Jinder Mahal. Mm-hmm. I love that stuff, man. It's so funny. It is funny. There, There is a place for it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that made me laugh a lot. But um, yeah, no, a good, good pay-per-view. Not nearly yeah. as high of glowing, gushing over this as everyone else for me. But... I still think yeah. it was a very good show. There was, again, like we've said before, the build for most of these matches was pretty terrible, if not awful. <laughs> but most of the matches in execution themselves were done well. And and good performances, good, you know, everyone put on a good show and good wrestling done on this show. And, uh, you know, there was some great stuff. Obviously, Punk, Punk Darby was perfect, executed to perfection. Um so yeah, all all in all, I I think I'd say definitely positive, definitely a good show, um, definitely better than their last one, and uh, yeah, and then uh, and then one of the best things with wrestling is what you're setting up in the future, and even though there's not a whole lot of storyline necessarily that we've seen yet, it's there's potential for a ton of things, and uh, so yeah, so that's super exciting. That's what you want. At the ultimately, that's what you want is looking forward to the next show. That's a successful wrestling yeah. show, and they 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 definitely accomplish that. Yeah, full gear. Let's go. Yeah, yep. Let's uh, let's do it. David Arquette versus Kenny Omega for the <laughs> AEW title in a handicap match with a uh, Big Show in his corner. Don't. Don't get my hopes up, man. Don't you do it. <laughs> Big Show and Sting in David Arquette's corner, the two WCW guys 
helping David Arquette beat oh, Omega man. and win the yes. title. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I guess you could throw Jericho in there too as another DDP WCW running. guy. Yes. Dean Malenko comes out Let's from backstage go. to help. Just all, yeah, DDP comes back. Sure. Yeah, all of them. All the WCW guys involved uh, come out and help David Arquette win the win the title. Uh, that, that's what I want to see. That's what I want to see. Oh, man. All right. Uh, go and follow us all on right, Twitter. let's wrap it up. We peaked. Yeah, go follow us on Twitter, at behind underscore gorilla, and Instagram, at behind underscore gorilla. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, um, at Marky Mark Brand. I'm at Harris Wilson. So go ahead and do that. And uh, yeah, any final thoughts, Harris? Um, yeah, you know, WWE's got a Saudi Arabia show coming up. Aren't we excited about that? Oh, they do? Oh, no. 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 <laughs> oh, no. One of these companies. Oh, no. These is are still happening. Happy. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Goldberg's no. going to win the title from Bobby Lashley. Oh, it's going to be yeah, terrible. That's right. That is going to happen. I, Yay. Here's a fun thing about wrestling. I hate when WWE so much, happens, Harris. I hate them so much. They've made me not like Goldberg. They've made me not like I know. AJ Styles. They made me not like Jeff Hardy. And they've not. They've made me not like Goldberg. Three out of my top five all-time favorite wrestlers they have now made me not care about. I hate yeah. you. So I hate I, you, I WWE, did, for this. I didn't, mean to, I didn't mean to derail our closing here. This is just my last thought. The fun thing about wrestling is if something stupid happens in wrestling, we have just as much fun talking about it as we do watching good stuff happen. So between AEW's good stuff coming up and WWE's terrible stuff coming up, it's going to be a fun couple of months. Oh, and the fact that Vince McMahon is now taking over NXT is hilarious as well. That whole thing is so funny. I, I love it. I love watching it. I love watching WWE just implode like this. It's very satisfying. I'm- you know, they they recently like f- ended their relationship with their caterer like they've had the same caterer for years who everyone likes. And they decided to switch to like venue provided catering because it was cheaper. Huh. Just like every single thing they can do to <laughs> alienate their wrestlers and their fans. It's genuinely kind of incredible uh, to watch happen in real time. I love it. I love it. They deserve it so much. They don't even deserve to be in business right now. They, they should have gone out of business in the 90s and it would have been glorious. <sighs> Hulk Hogan would still be champion exactly. to this day. David Arquette would still be around. <laughs> it would be awesome. I mean, we'd still have Goldberg wrestling for the title probably. So I guess that wouldn't really have changed. But, oh, man. <laughs> Just imagine t- 2000 and 2001 WCW still going on. How glorious would that be, Harris? My it word. Would, it, I can't imagine anything better for us than if like that was happening. <laughs> okay, now that's true. That's, <laughs> that's real talk. Anyway, okay. The only positive up. WWE thing I will say this is, uh, Happy Corbin is phenomenal. Baron Corbin continues to be the best thing oh, yeah. in WWE. I know you've enjoyed <laughs> Roman's thing, but the Baron Corbin stuff's the only thing I've seen any clips of in the past year or whatever of WWE, and yeah. it is fantastic. Props to Baron Corbin yeah, for putting his heart and soul into this really, really stupid angle and making it awesome. I mean, it Dude, is legitimately that's some of the, well done. That's some of the best angles in wrestling is taking this weird thing that a character is really committed to and just letting it go on its logical progression. Yep. He's broke and begging for money, <laughs> but like being a terrible person about it the entire time. Yep. He's saying things like, you guys just don't know how hard it is when your housekeeper quits and you can't keep the house clean, just stuff like that. <laughs> now he's one big at Vegas. He's got all this money. Yep. 
he's gonna lose it all again. It's gonna be amazing. It's oh, gonna it be great. Gonna be. I, can't the wait. Only, I wish I wish Logan Paul wasn't a part of it, but uh everything else is great. I think oh. it's pretty hilarious that dude, here's the thing. This is another episode. Yeah. This is the longest yeah. conclusion we've ever done. Jake and Logan Paul understand pro wrestling better than oh, a lot of people sure. on this planet. Oh, without Both a doubt. Them. They know exactly what they're doing and you know, I'm not going to root for them, but you can't not respect it. They're, they're sure. a lot smarter than the general public gives them credit. Oh, no, they're so much smarter than all the idiots that keep enabling them. Like, I I'm not, I got yeah. nothing against these guys. These guys are brilliant. It's all these stupid idiots paying for their stuff that are the problem. Like, it's not these It's all guys these people fault. getting worked into a shoot. That's what right. it is. It's ridiculous. Yeah. This whole thing is fake, and these people keep buying these pay-per-views, and it's driving mm-hmm. me nuts. It's like, just stop. Mm-hmm. If you stop, this will stop because it's dumb. But they're going to keep doing it as long as right, they can keep but, fooling you guys. And more power to well, them. Well, it's very funny. And it's very funny to see Logan Paul, then, like, who's been doing this with his brother for, I mean, even on YouTube, you could argue it's all the same thing. But yeah, kind of. Then come in, like, actual professional wrestling and be real good at it. Because, you know, yeah. like, he wasn't expecting to get booed, I don't think. But he's like, yeah, I know what this is. <laughs> like, Pat McAfee was a similar type of thing. Yeah. Yeah, they get it. They get it. They, they get do. it. So, yeah, props to them. But uh, anyway, I had to give one positive thing to WWE because that, that has been truly yeah, funny. Fair. Um, fair. All right. So that does it for this episode. Thanks, guys, for uh, listening to this all-out recap. And we'll be back next week with uh, hopefully some positive AEW stuff. Hopefully everything's awesome and their direction's fantastic. <laughs> That's what we're hoping for on uh, Dynamite and Rampage coming up. But, um, yep, that does it for this show. Thanks, guys, and we'll talk to you next week.